Good evening, everyone. Praise the Lord. Wow, that's it's been good so far, isn't it? Good, good sharing, good encouragement. And I tell you what, um, the Lord is in the house, and that that's a great joy to know that the Lord is in the house. And um, please don't miss your opportunity to embrace Him and be encouraged. Um, I've been encouraged so far by the sharing and the joy in the life of each one of us. And um, I just would like to encourage you before I even uh, share in the word that is, as we were singing here about um, the Lord spoke to me very clearly and um, it's like what I'm, what I saw um, is like um, a small cloud. I heard the sound and call like a small cloud, and that brought me to the prayer of Elijah when he was praying and sent his servant seven times. And when the servant came back, what did he say? He saw the cloud as small as the hand. And Elijah knew that was the time for a mighty storm, that the rain that he had been waiting for is coming. Praise God. And so what I'm encouraging you with is in gathering together the way we've gathered from different nations, from different parts of Australia, all of us representing and different states in this country as well. Uh, I believe God is gathering, is speaking something. And what is, what is happening here is going to go a long way. Whether you'll be here or not, but it's going to go a long way. And that is the cloud that I'm seeing, that, that is going to go a long way. In Jesus' name. So embrace yourself for a great time. And when you come, or when you don't come, if you come, be ready for anything that God is going to do. If you can't make it, keep praying, wherever you are, because there is a revival. There is a revival. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Give Jesus a hand. Amen. I I believe it. And um, and the, the fact that for me, when, when such a thing happens, when I saw that, I could smell rain. And you know, when you smell rain, you know it's definitely going to rain. It's not, it's not the chances are 99% that it's going to rain. And a big rain. I smelled it in the spirit. That's what I believe. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So so great and uh, thank you Pastor Stuart and Ellen for inviting us here and um, we, we feel so much welcome and, and like we're becoming part of what you're doing here and, and we're so blessed to be part of what you're doing here and as we pray we'll remember, we'll remember you. We are praying team and we meet always maybe three times a week 
uh, to pray or to study the word of God, so we, we are positioning ourselves. And that is why we know that the wind has changed. And that change of the wind, it means revival, it means rain is coming. Hallelujah. Um, these words in the, in the Bible from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, Chapter 1, verse. Let's all go there. Verse 4. Then it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Father, I thank you for your work this afternoon. And as you sit down around the table to share your word, I pray that, Lord, you speak to us. Holy Spirit, our hearts are open to you. Open our inner eyes to hear your voice. Teach us, Lord. Encourage us. Inspire us. Position us. For everything, Lord, we surrender to you. And Father, as we receive from you, I do pray that every burden every sickness, every affliction will fall off by the grace of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to, to encourage you in, in the way of preaching about identity. Identity is a very important thing and as you find in our today's world, identity is becoming a problem. I never knew that we could come to a time when a man will not know if they are truly a man or a woman. Because when I was growing up, I knew a man to be a man and a woman to be a woman. But now, at my age, it's reached a point where I've been told I shouldn't judge. I should seek to know whether they are truly man or woman. I should judge by the dress or by the suit that they are wearing or the appearance. Don't you find that it's a bit crazy? And when you look in the Bible, does that align with the Word of God? It doesn't. So what I'm talking about is there's a cultural shift. And the cultural shifts are not new. 
but each one of us has a special identity that God has given us. And we need to appreciate the identity that God has given us. We need to understand who we are, why we are here on earth, and where we are going. Otherwise, every destination becomes your destination on the way. If you don't have a determined destination, every destination becomes yours. Just like the train, when it stops, those who are for that destination, they come off. But if you don't know where you're going, you think that is your time to come off. The confusion has been in a way that even the Christians are getting confused. I was surprised in um, another discussion not long ago when someone, a minister, ordained minister, stood and, and he said, there's nowhere in the Bible where it condemns some certain things in the society. And I wondered, what Bible do you read? And another one said, well, the changing society, we have to embrace the changing society. We embrace the changing society by the standards of God. Amen? Amen. And if you don't have a standard, they will give you one. And that's why the encouragement that we have received this evening, this afternoon, is that we need to know where we stand. And we need to understand, not only know where we, we stand, but also we understand the times that we are living in. And the best way to understand the times is to read the word. Paul took time to encourage his son in faith, Timothy, in, and he told Timothy that in the last days there will be perilous times. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers of prosperity. Loving, pretending to love God, but denying the power. Yeah. People becoming religious is not a problem. But receiving the Holy Spirit, which is the power, which changes us, it becomes a problem. And so we need, we need to, to really get to that level where we can really understand the times that we are in and also who we are and where we are going. Amen? Amen. Are we together so far? Yes. Jeremiah received the word from God. And this word, we see it, it was very important because Jeremiah was given this word in the first chapter. But we all know, and if you don't know, that Jeremiah went through a difficult time in his ministry. A very difficult time where he faced a society that was against God. He faced kings and rulers who were against God in Israel. 
And he kept to tell them, you need to come back into the alignment. You need to come back to the truth. And what happened? When he spoke that, he was being beaten. Every time. And thrown in the prison. But thank God, even after they release him in the prison today, tomorrow he is out in the marketplace at the railway station, waiting for them as they, they embark on the train and telling them, you have to come back to God. He wasn't being discouraged by that. Why? Because from the first chapter, the Holy Spirit has appeared to him and they told him exactly who he was. That before he was formed in this mother's womb, God had already chosen him and appointed him to be a prophet. And because he knew that, he didn't go away from that. He stood by the word of God. He didn't lower the standard and think, oh well, maybe this beating is the will of God. They are trying to communicate something to me. He stood by the word of God. And he preached the word of God as it was. And that is what we are called to do. Our identity should not change with the society. Because the society is always and has always been based on the Babylonian system. From the book of Genesis, we see people gathering together in chapter 11 of Genesis and saying, let us build ourselves a monument. So that we can reach where God is. So that, no, so that our name, our name will be recognized, will not disappear. And they embarked in building the Tower of Babel. Yeah. And God is to intervene and scatter them. But thank God in the New Testament we see something else happening that is very spectacular. That in the upper room, in the book of Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came, he gathered all the people from all the nations together. And they heard the apostles speaking in their languages. Language was used to scatter them. Language is being used to bring them together. But this time in the Holy Spirit. It has to be the language of the Holy Spirit bringing us together. And what? Sometimes we think ourselves as insignificant. And as people who are not Influential. You might not in, be in power like the Prime Minister, but you are very important in the plan of God. Why am I saying this? Who knows Daniel? In the book of Daniel. Daniel was praying. And how many days did he pray and fast? Bible readers? 21 days. 
Amen? Amen. And while he was praying, he read in the scroll that they were supposed to be in Babylon for how many years? 70. And that was exactly the 70th year. And he knew our time to be here is over. Through knowing who you are and doing what you are supposed to be doing, you will understand the times of God. You will not move blindly across the globe, but you make sure steps knowing the time. How did he know that the time is up when everyone else didn't know? Was Daniel a king? No, he wasn't a king. He was a young man then, but a praying young man. So for you to travel all the way from Melbourne, from Barat, from Wagga, from Tasmania, from Queensland, to be here at this time to hear my voice, there's a purpose. And Victoria too. There is a purpose. There is a purpose. And it is the time that you begin to see yourself in the eyes of God, then you begin to see God working through you. But if you don't see yourself through the eyes of God, you will be just be moving everywhere, being tossed everywhere, not understanding what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But as a praying person and moving in the plan of God, understanding like Jeremiah did. Do you know even Jeremiah con- confronted God at one point and he said, he told God, you lied to me. Why was he telling God you lied to me? Because God told him, can you eat this scroll? And when Jeremiah took the scroll, he put it in his mouth. It was as sweet as honey. Well, if you put honey in your mouth, do you stop and spit it out? (laughs) He ate it. Sweet. He said it was sweet. And he ate it all. But that is why he went before God. He said, you tricked me because you told me to eat and I ate it. But now I can't keep quiet. Because when I keep quiet, it burns in me like fire. I tell that is what we need. We need the Holy Spirit to burn in us like fire. And let it be your prayer. From tonight, that the Holy Spirit burning me like fire. Burning me like fire. Because when he burns in you like fire, your neighborhood is going to know. Your nation is going to know. Your friends are going to know there is something happening in your life. You'll be breathing fire. You know, we hear of dragons. Those are just meats to scare us, human beings. There's no greater dragon than the fire of the Holy Spirit. Ask Elijah. 
when he prayed for the sacrifice. The sacrifice burned without fire. Even after pouring water, it was consumed. That is our God. Our God is a consuming fire. Amen. I can see we are together. We need to have that identity in Christ such that we know who we are and what, not only who we are, but why we are here for. And when we begin to move in that, then God begins to use us. Have you been wondering why God has not been using you? It's because you don't know who you are. It's because you haven't discovered yourself. Because when you discover who you are, you will turn up for the job. If you discover you are a fireman, you will turn up to the office of the fire people and present yourself. I am one of the firemen. Give me a job. But if you don't know who you are, you keep on applying for jobs from your small computer screen and there is smokes. Are you understanding my analogies? I speak in analogies so that we can understand them, so that we can flow together because these are day-to-day things that we are doing. Now, coming back to Daniel, in chapter 1 of Daniel, let's go there. We see, I'm sure we have read this story many times. That's why we are not reading the whole of it. I'll just go through some of it. In verse 4 of chapter 1, it says, This was the command of the king. King told, verse 3, King told Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel both of the royal family and the nobility. Youths without blemish. Well favored in appearance. Skillful in all wisdom. Discernment and understanding. Apt in learning. Knowledge. Competent to understand and serve in the king's place. And to teach them the literature and language of Chaldees. That description, whom does it fit? Who is without blemish? The born again Christian, isn't it? Who is favored? We are full of God's favor. I'm turning it back to you so you know. Who is skilled? In all wisdom, wisdom comes from God. And we are the only people who have true wisdom. Because the Bible tells us, if you need wisdom, in the book of James 1.5, ask. From whom, who gives for $200? Freely, freely, generously. 
and you know generously is when someone gives generously is when they push in your in your small bag your bag fills up and they keep on putting more that is generously and you you are carrying the bag and some of it you are carrying when it is outside that is the amount of wisdom what else discernment where can you get discernment holy spirit holy spirit so who is the target who is the target of nebuchadnezzar who is the target of the babylonian system because today we see babylonian system in operation and how do we know it is babylonian system because babylonian system worships self above god it worships images images are everywhere part of my job I, I i go to people's homes and i find images of buddha um hinduism of hindu into gods in australia at people's homes as you enter the house they are there at the door that's how much idol worship is in this country but you don't see it they you don't see it because they, they those shrines are not built outside there but they are here beauty fashion modeling taken out in different contexts but who is the target the best and that best is you and why you because you got eternity marked in your heart that's what the bible says we all got eternity in our heart now these boys were slaves they, they were taken out and were chosen for this purpose to be trained to be changed let's see what happened with them they were the first thing that was done was to change their identity how was their identity changed if you remember the story the names were changed yeah i tell you not only the names were changed but the agenda was changed too have you asked yourself what those names mean Let's look at um, just by looking at what happened there we see the strategy of the enemy he uses today he gives us labels with new names and that name is normally a false name that name says who we are not If I ask you when you were going through school maybe you had a name and you didn't like it but they used to call you is that true some of us you didn't feel good but that name was trying to change you to be what they were calling you to be now this is what was happening and this is what happens today the name of Daniel was means god is my judge it was changed to belshazzar 
which means lady protect the king lady protect the king so daniel has become a lady to protect the king so what is the gender of daniel now as belshazzar the gender of daniel is a lady protecting the king is that what is happening today it is it is the same devil he hasn't got new tricks he uses the same ones hananiah his name in hebrew means yahweh has been gracious what a beautiful name yahweh has been gracious my god has been gracious what was it changed to shadrach i am fearful of god what a twist from my god is gracious if god is gracious is your friend he loves you then you become fearful of god in other words you're cut off completely and the whole purpose is to change the focus by putting giving you a different identity is to change the focus the focus from who you are to something that you are not by changing ananiah the focus was from being good god to being bad god because you can only fear god who is bad mishael His name was who can compare to my God there is no one no one can compare to my God was changed to Meshach you know what Meshach means i am despised contemptible and humiliated when you read these names in the bible they sound very nice isn't it abednego um uh, Shadrach and but you don't know what you're saying you don't know what you're saying go back to the original name once again babylonia chose a name that suffered the goodness of god in our relationship to him it shifted focus from our confidence in god to cowardice So before the enemy can attack you he has to make you fearful. He changes your identity and by being fearful he attacks you. He pulls you from your identity and confuses you and attacks you. Azariah it means Yahweh has helped. And Yahweh has helped and he continues to help. What was it his name changed to? Abednego. Abednego is a servant of Nebo. Nebo was one of the gods. From being a servant of God, Yahweh, to a servant of Nebo. Sharing the glory of God with another man, another god. So we don't have to ponder those names for a long time to realize that the enemy's attempt is to make his, this kind of insight out identity change 
He changes us inside out. And once you are changed from inside out, you lose power. And this is it. But our prayer should be that the Holy Spirit should be the one changing us from inside out. The society is going to change us if we don't move quick. Now, another one is, um, another way the enemy is trying to change that and then it is by making, making it seem foolish to be faithful to your God. Today when you tell people I'm born again, they will ask you, what? What is that? And do you feel like, am I being confused here? Am I all right? <laughs> it's like you have spoken a strange language. Yeah. What are you talking about? What is being born again? What does that mean? To make you feel like you are lost. They try to discredit what you believe. And others go to an extent of telling you Christians, you should be doing this way. Well, who should know what we should do as a Christian? They or us? We. So why should they tell us how we should be doing things? You, you, see how, you see how courageous they are? Yes, they are courageous. But we can stand. And I believe this is the word for us, to be able to stand and exactly face that. Our identities shift when we have, when we value those looking at the art more than the artist. Do you get that? Our identities shift when we value those looking at the art more than the artist. The whole focus of the Babylonian system is to look at man and not look at God who has created man. It's look at man, what man can do, not look at what God can do through man. You can see that reversal. So for us, we need to, to draw our attention to God, not us. I, I'm sure when you're watching, like Olympics, you have seen um, athletes from Africa, from Kenya, when they have done the marathon, is like, how did you do it? Oh, I thank God, I thank God. You ask something from West, West, they say, oh, we trained hard. I got a wonderful coach. What is the difference there? One is glorifying men, the other one is glorifying God. But it's very subtle. It's very subtle in the way it is done, but we need to understand it. Hallelujah! So, that is what we need to know. That is what the enemy is about. And God doesn't see what you are based on where you are now. He sees what you can become based on where he wants to take you. God doesn't see what you are based on where you are now. He sees what you can become 
on where he wants to take you. In other words, he has the final answer. God has the final answer. Just as he talked to Jeremiah. It's the same way he's speaking to each one of us. That if only you know where I want to take you. If only you know where I want to use you. You know God uses human beings. He can only use animals where human beings don't want to be used. And those cases are very rare. I know only a few. You know the talking donkey? That's one of them. But today we are so many of us, we are so available. Let's be available for God to use us. Let's become a voice where we are. Amen? Amen. Would you lift your hand and say, here I am, Lord, use me. Let that fire burn in my life. Amen? Amen. Now there is another thing. You know, they didn't stop there. They changed their identity and then decided to feed them. What did they feed them? The king's portion. And that king's portion was supposed to bring glory to the king because it is the king's food which was offered to idols. They were not supposed to eat that food. And Daniel knew it very much. What did he tell them? Give us 10 days. Give us 10 days. Why did he say give us 10 days? Have you ever asked yourself why? Why 10 days are not 5? Are not 7? Are not 20? Hmm? When you pay tithe, what is tithe? Mm-hmm. What else? What else is ten? What? Ten commandments. Yes. Yeah. Ten virgins. Come on, you are getting. You are good Bible students. Wow. Pastor, wow. Another ten? Ten lepers, yes. Ten lepers. Wonderful. Oh, clap from our sister here. She didn't, wasn't sure. I didn't even remember that one. I don't have it in my notes. I will include it. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Yeah, the virgins, yeah, the ten virgins, yeah. Someone, someone has said that ten is a test of faithfulness. Yes. When you lift your ten fingers, it's a test of faithfulness. When you look at your ten fingers, they are speaking of God's faithfulness. And it is your fingers that are going to do the work that you're going to show back to God your faithfulness. Can you look at them? That is the weapon that God has given you to give back your faithfulness. 
through your tithe. Wow. So Daniel, talking about the ten days, ten days is to test their faithfulness. So it became not about eating food as required by king, but by Daniel suggesting testers after 10 days, he actually took over the plan that they had and it became his plan. He took away the target that they had set and he set his own target. Can you see what he did? In other words, he was the king and not them. He was in control and not them. Because they had to go by their sta- his standard. His standard was 10 days. Did they agree? They agreed. And immediately they agreed, they came second. And Daniel became number one. Will you understand that arithmetic? Oh yes, that's Holy Ghost arithmetic. Yeah. Being in church, that is what being the head and not the tail. Yeah. Before they understand what you're doing, you are already in. Before they understand what you are saying, someone is already giving their life to Jesus. Is already kneeling down and crying. Before they understand what, what were you telling them, they are already being healed. The blind are seeing, and they can see he has already, he's already, the eyes are already open. They won't ask you another question because they can see this was blind and he can now see. Are we together? Hallelujah. Oh, it excites me to see someone like Daniel in that wisdom setting the bar. He set the bar in the spirit because he knew in the spirit they can achieve it. But the bar being set by the the eunuch, it was to be a different one. He changed that. And that is how we can change every system. We can change the system to operate according to the standard of God, but not according to their standard. Because if we change the Babylonian system to operate according to the standard of God, it will not succeed. It will fail. And the kingdom of God will prevail. If we allow the system and we follow the system the way it is doing, we are going to fail with the system. Amen? So let's choose to stand. But for us to stand is to have that conviction. That is the second thing that Daniel refused. He refused his convictions to be taken away. First, they refused their identity to be taken away. Second, he refused his conviction to be taken away. And with those two points, I think you are set. Do you believe you are set? You are set. We'll continue there next time. (laughs) Oh, you're just about to write the, the third one. (laughs) praise God praise God now we do thank God for the opportunity to be here and uh, and as well to know 
that what I want you to do is just agree with me that our identity will not be changed, will not be taken away from us. That's number one. And number two, that our convictions will be not watered down, but they will remain. And that through our conviction, we are going to change the system that we are working in to the system that God wants. Wow. That does sound like rebels. Yes, we are in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we are missionaries. And we are here to change. We are here to bring change by bringing the good news. By bringing the good news. But um, I just want to leave you with these words that you are very special in the eyes of God. Very, very special. And you know what? God has just been waiting for you to take that step. Will you do it? Will you do take that step and stand with him? Because he is doing greater things than you can imagine. But he's just needing someone of your caliber to stand. Because you are meant for this moment. You are meant for this moment. Arise and shine. This is your moment. I was meant for this time. That's why we are alive today. Don't wait for the persecution of the church. Bringing revival before persecution comes. Usher in revival before persecution comes. Well, you can say, well, persecution is already happening. Well, there is persecution and manifestation of the devil. Sometimes the system, the warning signs. Yes, the warning signs are there. But this is the time for us to lift the other flag of victory. How many believe for revival? Amen. 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 Well, good news is we don't have to be 10,000. We don't have to be 20,000. We don't have to be hundreds and hundreds. We just need to be one of us. Just one. Is that one you? Yeah. Me too. I mean. Thank you, Father. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I do recognize that some of us are going through difficult times. At our place of work, at our homes, at our towns, at our house, wherever we go. But one thing stands sure. Just as David sang, that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. We know every moment, Lord, you are with us. And your agenda is to bring life to this nation, is to bring life to these people. Father, I see fulfillment of a prophecy here before me where people have gathered from different nations. 
to worship you, Lord. And Lord, we are here to lift up your name and exalt your name. We are coming from different states. You've gathered us here to hear this, to prepare us. And Lord, as these meetings continue, as this gathering continue, Lord, month after month, week after week, Father, I just pray that greater things are going to happen. Right now, Father, I speak strength upon each one of us. Strength upon their faith. Strength in their convictions to love you. And I ask for more wisdom. That, Father, they will not be asked questions they can't answer. Every question they will be asked, they will be able to, to answer. Every question they will be asked about their faith, they will be quick to answer it in Jesus' name. And answer it correctly. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for anointing right now to rest upon these dear ones. Cover them with fresh anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give Jesus a hand. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app, and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.